0: the Doghouse. I'm Diana. And I'm David. It's Riverdale Season 4, Episode 19, Chapter 76, Killing Mr. Honey. After receiving a letter from the University of Iowa asking him to submit a story, Jughead works on a twisted tale about the gang's revenge fantasy against Principal Honey.
1: This is it. Happy season finale, everybody. Weren't expecting this this soon.
0: Well, you know, the world exploded, so uh, this, <laughs> is, this is where we're at. But actually, this is a really great episode to go out on. It it presents more questions than answers, which is what a finale should do. And it, it really doesn't answer a whole lot anyways. But it, it continues a mystery that's been going on a little bit in a great way.
1: It's not perfect.
0: No. But it's Riverdale.
1: Judging by the ups and downs of so many of these seasons,
0: mm-hmm.
1: this isn't a bad way to end at all.
0: No. And so like I have read a bit about what was to come so we'll talk about that towards the end after we finish but yeah as far as the finale goes this makes me go what the fuck i want to know what happens next yeah that's a great way to have a finale that's true and they haven't done that. they did that last season they pulled that out of their ass <laughs> and they did it in season one like season two was shit no, like, season
1: two was terrible. season two
0: was shit season three was shit it wasn't until those last three episodes of season three I was like, "What? something changed. Mm-hmm. And we all know what happened at the end of season three. Yes, we did. We know what happened. We
1: know what season, happened at the end of season four.
0: We know what happens what has happened at season four. But all of season four has been wildly consistent. Doesn't mean it has all been good. But overall, if you look at the season, this has been a very consistent season for 19 episodes. I think, again, we need to get back to you can't have 22. Consistency
1: in plot and storytelling? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Themes. Themes. Characters is where I would quibble with that.
0: Mm, actually, no. Core four, very consistent. Yes.
1: Side characters.
0: They're hot garbage. <sighs> well, they're hot, hot garbage because they're just, they're trauma props.
1: I know. It's just this season more than any. Mm -hmm. and this is probably my number one complaint for season four, Mm -hmm. they had done enough of a reset to take some of these other side characters and reform them Mm -hmm. in a new light. They could have. Doesn't mean that every single person had to be good. Cheryl Blossom could become a villain if if you cared enough to make the time to make that happen. Mm -hmm. But instead they just blew them all up right the same way again. It's
0: it's just consistent half measures and lazy writing. Yeah. and um, Across the board. And it's always at the expense of your queer characters and making them trauma props. That was just across the board with every single one. No exceptions. So, I mean, that's my biggest complaint about the show as a whole. But, I mean, they were very consistent with the four. They had themes and they stuck to them. You're not wrong. So, I mean, that is probably the thing I'm most impressed with this season. Cause so I actually, I don't, I think there might have been only one or two that I was kind of like, meh, whatever. That episode was sucked.
1: Well, Veronica's story is dumb, but.
0: Yeah, but that's because we've seen it 12,000 times. <sighs> this episode, we start off at the FBI office. Charles, Jughead, and Betty are watching the newest tape, which is the Jason Blossom snuff film. And they're watching it right next to the recreation film. So we're watching that, like, the fact that they're the same You know, okay, now our perp is, you know, blurring the line between fact and fiction. And maybe this is a rehearsal for an actual murder. Some lovely foreshadowing for the end of our episode. Betty's just like, okay, right. Okay, we got to keep going through all these tapes and, you know, do some more research. And Betty's like, right, I got to go. I got to go proof the yearbook. Chuckett says, that's the most high school thing you've ever said. (laughs) He's not wrong.
1: Uh, I also love Rehearsal for Murder, which is the title of a lifetime. Murder mystery that has not been made yet.
0: (laughs) Oh, totally. (laughs) Also, I just want to point out Joe is wearing much longer hair in this episode. And that's going to come up here in in just a little bit. We go over to Principal Honey's office. Betty hands in the yearbook proofs and he's just like, there's not going to be a yearbook this year. And I was like, what? No. And he's like, the deadline was two days ago. And Betty's like, yeah, I know that. I called them and they said, if we get it to them this evening, it'll be fine. And Honey's like, yeah, but I have to go through every single page and I can't do that by this afternoon. So there's no yearbook. And Betty's like, why would you punish the entire student body because of me? I stayed up. I pulled all nighters. Like, I've worked my ass off. And he's just like, tough shit. And Honey is wearing a yellow tie with a honeycomb like pattern on it, which I thought was really cute. This is the first
1: time that I've gone, not fucking cool, Holden, no, honey.
0: This was, yeah, this was the first time where he said no to one of our Corsics where I was like, that's a dick move. Yeah. Now, uh, the argument could be said a deadline's a deadline and they have deadlines matter. Firm agree, deadlines should matter. Yeah. And there is something like I, I understand like teaching kids that deadlines should matter and there has to be like a point where it's like, no, you get a zero if it's not turned in. I understand that. I have to pull some shit like that at, in my office where like I can't grade a blank page, sorry. But this is bullshit. Oh. Th- this was this was a firm
1: bullshit. Especially when you knew the impossible task you were giving. Of course. Betty Cooper. <laughs> and
0: like, I'm I'm hard pressed. Like, I think a better place here for him would have been, he should have said, did you get my approval to go past the deadline? Did you check with me? Because she checked with the yearbook people, which was good, but she didn't check with him. So I understand his thing was like, no, I needed those two days. And they told like, so you're trying to circumvent me. It's so, like, I would have understood if he had said that, then him being a complete dick is softened. It still sucks. It's horrible. Well, you know. Yeah. I'm j- I'm just trying to like show where like this is where you could have They were
1: they were finally ready to tip their hand that yeah. yes in fact he is the worst.
0: He is the worst. Yeah. And that's okay, which I'm fine with this is not a bad place. <laughs>
1: because up until now he's been eminently reasonable.
0: I I've sided with him every time.
1: An ass but reasonable.
0: An ass but and he Here's the thing, later, when they're yelling at him, he's like, you did this, you did this, you did this, what the fuck, like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm Uh like, he's 100% right, y'all are fucking brats.
1: Oh, oh, the core four come off awful in this episode. Oh, I love
0: it. This was, this was a very meta in a very fun way. Oh, yes. Uh, Jugga gets a call at his locker, and then he runs into the doghouse. Hey! Hey! it's like, hey, y'all, the University of Iowa called, Dina Ludum, right? I... Wow. So bad, right? If you guys don't get that. That's Lena Dunham. So terrible. It's fun. Uh, they like they I just gotta submit a new story. Everyone who's here, so we've got the the main six here, which hey, my little pony reference. The core four plus Cheryl and Reggie. So the main six for this group, they're all wearing iconic comic book costumes.
1: What their characters would have worn in the Archie comics.
0: Yes, like classic fifties, sixties comic books. Like I have seen costumes that look almost exactly like that, either in the uh, shape or in the color renderings. It's very specific. I love it. Fabulous choice. Costumers have been hitting it out of the park this season. Yep. Mad props. Again, return of Archie's Letterman jacket, too. Hmm. Jughead's talking about, yeah, I have to do this. And Betty comes in. She's like, yeah, you should write a monster story. And I can tell you who your monster should be. I love that
1: she walks in, storms, (laughs) then looks at Jug kisses him and is like i'm proud of you I'm honey still,
0: i'm so proud of you <laughs> um i like i like the whole honey's the villain comment yep it's great and they're just like why what's going on it's like oh he's just ruining ruining our legacy which again hey legacy i've been talking about this since episode one <laughs> go me and so then they talk about you know being banned from prom and they're like who here is even allowed to go to prom like who's left and then Archie looks at Jughead and is like, Jughead, you want to go to prom with me? And Jughead says, I'd be honored, but I'm not putting out. Uh,
1: it's so good.
0: It's so cute. And then Kevin says, fan fiction writes itself. <laughs> so, like, there are so many layers to this episode. Like, this was one, this is one of the best written episodes they've done. Oh,
1: God, Betty's saying the principle of it. Yeah. And it's clearly
0: meant for the pun. Yeah. Golly. And so then Betty suggests, you know, the only thing we should do is we should kill him. (laughs) And Kevin makes a face. Everybody kind of goes like, hmm? And then Betty kind of goes, or scare him enough to leave town. Come on, it would be so easy. (laughs) And so then we get her talking through what they could do. And we see this being enacted. Yes. He works late on Tuesday nights. And so... So then we see them all show up at school. We hear a record scratch and Archie's like, wait, they would recognize us. And Betty goes, oh yeah. So we'll all wear bunny masks and stonewall jackets. So then we see them re-enter into the school wearing that. and like, oh, and we can tie him up and put him in the trunk of a car. Reggie, can we use Bella? And then we see Reggie flash back to what happened with his car previously in the season after what he did to my car. See that scene? He goes, hell Yeah. <laughs> it's like but where do we take him and then veronica suggests we still have that cabin in fox forest which so they take him to the cabin and then cheryl suggests that they they maple board him which
1: now we've gone so fucking
0: far which is gross and i'm like at least we're justifying the use of the creepy maple boarding of of penelope blossom so okay (sighs) and so like it's so great. Like, it's, I love how they have each added their own twist of how they would torture. And so then we see them doing this and he's just like, no, what are you doing? And they finally just like, well, that's at least one way we could get our revenge. And then Reggie's like, no, we could pull off a classic senior prank. It's an oldie, but a goodie. <laughs> And Reggie is so intense about the senior pranks. And this is a great callback, too, because all season long, he's been talking about pulling off pranks. Yes. That's all he wants to do is prank. Well, you know, up
1: until now, he hasn't had that much to aspire to.
0: Yeah. So we cut to Principal Honey's office. He goes into his office. He sits down in his chair. We hear that squish noise. He is stuck to his chair. Mm -hmm. Then his phone starts ringing. He grabs the phone and now his hand is completely stuck to his phone. Then we get this little montage of the fire department. is pushing him out with his rolly chair and his phone through the halls. The kids see him. He's embarrassed. He's giving them all dirty looks. Kids say, looks like we won. And Betty goes, maybe, but I still think we should have killed him. <laughs> Riverdale. So great. It's just like, it's so
1: adorable could they be more suspicious though like i guess that is part of this whole episode is they don't fucking care and they're terrible uh-huh and that's something that the show is going to comment on yeah before the end of the episode but like i just sat there going y'all don't want him to know that it was you
0: yeah it's just where this this is where they think they're untouchable and what's what I found so interesting for our time now is this was really interesting commentary on some of the things that are happening with this pandemic. It's just one of those things where it's just like, oh, yeah, this, like this mob bullshit.
1: So it's a little bit that. It's also that they have been through a ton of shit. Mm-hmm. That is undeniable. Absolutely. And through that and that perseverance mm-hmm. and this discussion of legacy, mm-hmm. they feel morally in the right.
0: They feel justified in doing whatever the fuck they want because they've been through so much shit. Like, my trauma gives me an excuse to get whatever the fuck I want.
1: That, and in Holden, they are seeing yet another authority figure overreaching, which just triggers a whole bunch of bullshit for them.
0: Yeah, I think the difference is, now, since we're getting cut off at this episode and we're not going to see any more, which I would hope that we would get more with Holden if we had the remaining three episodes of the season – Like, we only get from him that he believes that he's doing what's morally just. Correct. And from what we can tell, like, we only get this, and then that we know that he liked some of the adult videos from the Blue Velvet video.
1: Or at least he was keeping tabs on
0: them. He was keeping tabs on them. Maybe he was keeping tabs on them in order to help root them out. Who knows? Which wouldn't surprise me if he was a religious zealot. That would make total sense, too. He still seems like a good dude.
1: Well, yeah, and we'll we'll get there at the end too. Yeah. I just it's I like- don't I don't want to just say that these kids don't have some justifiable reasons for their responses. Sure. Not that they're in the right at all.
0: No, they're but, assholes.
1: But that it's something that the show intentionally or unintentionally did really well. Mm-hmm. Provide enough enough of this backstory and enough bullshit that they've dealt with to justify these reactions.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I love, that's the other thing I loved about Honey was that this is an adult who's not putting up with your bullshit. And also it created a problem that also creates this issue with Jughead that he states very well towards the end of the episode. is like, when you think you know everything, you become blinded to the truth that's presented in front of you. Which- Big fucking deal.
1: It, that brings up some other questions that I have when we get there.
0: Totally, but that's a perfect thing that's been going on. Y'all are ignoring a lot of shit. Everyone is, let's be honest. Everyone's ignoring a lot of shit that's in front of them, adults too. But I like, here you have an adult who has come to this town and has been like, this is not fucking normal. None of this is okay. And I'm not putting up with it. Yeah. When I say no, the answer is no. This is just like good parenting one on one. Like when I set a boundary, this is the boundary, and you don't cross it. And when you cross it, there are consequences. I'm going to make sure that we follow through with those. Yeah, yeah. I love the layers. Very good. <laughs> I like. It. It's good. No, it's it's good. It's been needed. We wake up. It's in Betty's room, and Jack is riding in the window, and uh, he's writing his killing Mr. Honey revenge fantasy and he's printed out some pages for Betty to start reading and so we cut into the story and it's the three boys and they've brought Mr. Honey into the cabin and they've shoved him into a chair and attached him to it and they take his the hood off of his head and he's like where's my glasses I can't find my glasses." and they're like oh no they must have fallen and Mr. Honey's like okay Mr. Jones Mr. Andrews and you know Mr. Mantle and Reggie's freaking out. Rips his bunny mask <laughs> off. And then the other boys freak out. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, he already called us. And Honey's like, no, actually, I only suspected, but now I do actually know it's you. <laughs> okay, so Honey has called on the three boys. And at this point, he says, like, yeah, you no doubt have partnered with Miss Blossom and Miss Lodge and Miss Cooper. And Reggie punches him. And continues to punch him. And then Honey makes a comment about how Reggie's dad does that to him.
1: Ooh.
0: And so the boys, you know, take Reggie out. And Archie's like, we're leaving now, but we're coming back. And so all the boys leave. And So we cut back to Betty's room. And Betty's like, ooh, that's dark. And Jack is like, what, what, is it too dark? And Betty's like, no, I love it. So here's here's what I like. I do like that what's happening with this whole thing. Jughead is really tapping into all this darkness. Yeah. And Betty is enjoying all of it. Yep. It's entertainment for her. Yeah. She's we're seeing Dark Betty. Dark Betty's getting lit up. That's what's happening here. Betty's phone goes off. She's gotten text from Charles. Jughead says, you know, hey, can you go handle it? I don't want to keep writing. And so Betty's like, sure. So we go back into the the story Jughead's narrating and this time it's Cheryl's turn to to be on watch with Honey. And Honey's like, okay, has anyone found my glasses? Hmm, no clue, TBH. <laughs> and Honey's like, you know, there's, there's still time. We can make this right. And Cheryl's like, we are making it right. Gross. <laughs> and he's like, so what's your plan here? Betty and Jughead have a plan. And so then Honey looks at her and he does a little head side tilt thing. Hmm, I never took you to be a follower. Interesting. Which, this is very good hostage, you know, trying to get out, you know, trying to annoy your captors.
1: Clearly, Honey took, like, at least a minor in psych. Sure. Because, like, damn.
0: He's an educator. Of course he did. And so Cheryl looks up from her magazine and is like, you've given us something we've never had before, a common enemy. Kind of like
1: it. Good job, Cheryl. That's
0: yeah, pretty good. It's like, you were cruel to me. He barred me from prom. <laughs> and that's when I
1: go, oh,
0: which is like this is pathetic and then honey you know gives them all the reasons that she deserved to be barred from prom which i'm like i still side with honey here (laughs) like like he's still right and this is all fake yeah this is still in the story so this is all fake
1: and that's what's brilliant yeah i love it is that jughead is venting all of this Mm -hmm. on the page Mm -hmm. and he's recognizing all of their bullshit yeah Without seeing what bullshit it is. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep.
1: It's pretty great.
0: Yeah. And so Cheryl's like, no, I'll let you go. But you need to make a video giving us all permission to go to prom and promising not to punish us for this or anything else further. And Honey's like, no, you need to release me. And I'm going to call the police. You're going to be punished. But at least your lives won't be ruined. Yeah. Which is like the whole thing. It's like, yeah, you can get past this. But you like, there are consequences to what you've done, which is a good lesson that what? none of these children have ever learned.
1: No.
0: <sighs> and so Cheryl's like, it's your funeral then. So we cut on over to the real FBI office, and Mrs. Klump has received a video. So now Charles and Betty are watching a recreation video of when Midge got murdered during Carrie. Yep. Along with the original video footage. The recreation and the original footage. We're watching now. I'm like, oh, man, I totally forgot about Mid getting murdered during Carrie. Yeah. Whew, 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 man. So they're watching that. And then we cut back to Jughead is typing and he's getting r- we're getting the real like in-depth. And we're at the cabin. Archie and Veronica show up because it's their turn. Honey is turned over onto his side. There's no pulse. And we see this flashback to the first time the Core Four met Honey when they were late for school and- Principal Honey's like, no, like we're not putting up with any of this nonsense from y'all. I'm Principal Honey now. Weatherby's gone. And we just see Jughead excitedly typing away. So he's he's really getting off on all this.
1: He does. The other brilliant thing is that they take a moment. Jughead has to decide if he's actually going to kill Mr. Honey.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's a
0: brilliant tactic. Oh, it's fabulous. Also, I want to say the filming style that they use, which... Our director for this is Machen Amick. Hello. It's a beautiful continuation to what they used in the Lynchian in the previous episode. It really just carried over and you feel like it's the style is very similar and I love it. It's used to great effect. We go over to the doghouse. Hey, hey. this is a
1: doghouse heavy episode. It is a
0: very doghouse heavy episode. So perfect for the season finale. The main six are all there and over the loudspeaker we hear, unless the people who are responsible for the prank turn themselves in prom is cancel and so cheryl is furious and she's like reginald turn thyself in <laughs> and reggie's like hell no besides i did not prank alone like who else would be stupid enough to prank with you and then archie's looking at kevin is like don't do it don't do it and kevin raises his hand and then archie raises his hand and they're both like kevin Archie! (laughs) And Kevin's just like, what? We weren't going anyways. Cheryl's like, you dotty pole, we were going to crash and now there's nothing to crash. We were
1: going to crash it.
0: (laughs) And she's just like, you know, I'm not going to be the only senior student body president not to host a prom. And everyone's freaking out. And Artie's like, hey, we need to think strategically. Betty, what do we do? (laughs) Which I'm like, Archie made a smart suggestion. I love how smart Archie is. <laughs> and so, Betty, we research our enemy. TV genius, right here. <laughs> TV genius, that's me. I'm pointing to myself. I want a fucking t shirt. I'm going to make that. I'm going to make a t shirt for <laughs> the doghouse that says TV genius for myself.
1: Can I have one that says TV genius and is an arrow pointing to you?
0: Yes. Cool. Done. It have happen. We cut on over into the story. It's the cabin and. All six are there. Nobody panic, and Reggie's panicking. He's like, I did, I didn't mean to hit him that hard. And he's like, why did you have to hit him at all, Reggie? And Charles like, I'm going to Highsmith, and Veronica's like, I'm going to Barnard, and I'm going to Yale. I'm going to the Naval Academy. I'm going to the University of Iowa. I'm going to Riverdale Community College, maybe. <laughs> Reggie's that. so good this episode. I, I, this is a great Reggie episode. Fabulous use of Charles Melton.
1: More of this.
0: Oh, well, you know, don't do another bad boys movie this year. So. Yeah. And so then, you know, just like, okay, who here has experience getting rid of a dead body? They all raise their hand except for Reggie. He's like, am I the only one who doesn't have experience in getting rid of a dead body? No time like the present, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. (laughs) So we cut on over to Jug and he is typing in the doghouse. Hey. Hey. Betty comes in and she's like, hey, did some research. Honey has canceled prom at every other school he's been at. Different reasons, all the same outcome. So I think we have to call, I think we have a plan. Let's call in the parents.
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's dispatch to the appropriate parties. And of course it's their parents.
0: Yeah, so we get a little montage. Archie goes home, tells his mom. Veronica goes home, tells her parents. Kevin goes, tells his dad. Jughead and Betty tell FP and Alice. Cheryl tells Nana Rose.
1: Nana Rose got brought into this. Well, She
0: has no parents, so there you go. It's just funny well, to me. Yeah, it's Fabulous. So then we get the slow mo walk of all the moms coming down the school hall, like (laughs) March. Then the kids are behind them, being all smug. Then the dads are behind them. And Cheryl's
1: Cheryl's got Nana Rose. She's she's
0: wailing her down the hall. (laughs) And so Honey's like, hears them and he's like, ah, fuck. And so. Alice demands the prom, and then Honey says that he's preparing the children to be adults, which clearly they're not getting at home. So then Alice tries to charge Honey and Mary, and Penelope hold her back, which is really funny.
1: Alice is going to go full serpent on him.
0: Yeah. And so, like, Mary goes full lawyer, and she's like, Hey, you know, Greendale sued uh, their principal for prom. And then Hiram comes in and is like, Hey, I'm the mayor. And then Alice is like, Yeah, and I'm a reporter. And then Honey looks at FP, and Tom's like, What'll do you do? And FP just looks so smug. Oh, we're just the muscle. <laughs> Fucking love this. I love that they're not afraid to be like, fuck you, dude. We're the muscle here.
1: I also love the fact that when just earlier, when Jughead and Betty are talking, mm-hmm. FP looks at Alice and is like, no, don't do it, Alice. Just don't. <laughs> yeah. And then she does it anyway. And he's like, ah, goddamn. It's like,
0: I gotta go along with this. <laughs> this is the woman I've chosen to love. Yep, pretty much. And <laughs> so they decide to demand for a PTA vote. And Honey says, "Okay, if everyone over the age of twenty will come to my office." And then Charles like, "Yes, but a student body president, I'm coming too," which was fair.
1: So. <laughs> I like Holden's walking away, just like, "Fine."
0: Yeah. So we cut back to the story, and all the kids are in the forest, and they're digging a grave. And Dreddy's like, "How deep does this have? This grave have to be?" And is like, "Deep.
1: It's Riverdale."
0: <laughs> So we cut on over to the blue and gold. Betty's reading the story. And she goes, how many times have we said these words in real life? And Jughead says, it's chilling, isn't it?
1: And all I went was, yeah, it's real fucked up. Yeah, it's fucked up. Y'all didn't realize
0: that? Cheryl comes in, hobo, bride of hobo. Love it. Precious. And she's like, I have news, but we need to go to a more festive setting. Okay. Okay. I hate this scene. Yeah. So then we go to Pop's. All well, the kids are there, all the grown-ups are there, promise back on. Yay! You win, jackasses. And then the kids are like, we're just so proud of you. Yay! And so like all the kids are like, yay, yay. And then FP, who clearly appears to be drunk as fuck, says, my boy's going to be the first Jones man to go to college!
1: Made it completely worth it.
0: It's like, the scene is worth it now. I missed it the first time we watched it, and then I was like, that's fabulous. <laughs> I am so... Excited. What I hated about this scene, I like the parent sentiment. Especially do, But it wasn't earned. And here's the thing is what we needed was the scene with Honey telling the parents what all these kids had fucking done. Because if we had seen that scene, there's no fucking way those parents win. I don't believe it. Yeah. The parents because the, 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 then we have to see the parents deciding, well, we don't care our parent, our kids deserve prom. It's their senior prom. That's then what we have to do. We have to decide that the parents don't care that their children were assholes. They deserve their prom. That's that's the gap here. That's what doesn't make any sense. Honey doesn't strike me as a man who wouldn't tell these parents, do you want to know what your children have done? Why I deemed it inappropriate for them to get to go to prom? Why I've canceled it? This is what's happened. Your particular children are my biggest problem. And I've ended up canceling prom for everybody because of them. Honestly, I should have prom and not let only your six not go. Yeah. That would make more sense. And that would have been an interesting scene. But then they have to follow through with that bullshit. And they're never going to do that. (sighs) So, yeah, whatever. Womp womp. Womp womp. Okay. So we go back to the story. And they're all in the doghouse again. Hey. Hey. And so Cheryl's all excited about prom. They're all getting used to like, okay. Prom theme, old Hollywood. And now Reggie is freaking out. He's like, how are we talking about limos and prom? This is insane. And Kevin walks in. Hey, y'all, honey's gone missing. And some adventure scouts found some glasses that they think are his. And there's a search party. Should we sign up? Oh, Kevin gets to
1: be Expo Kevin, even in fake scenes.
0: Yeah, but it's hilarious. That's true. And so Reggie freaks out. He leaves. We go back to the doghouse in real life. Hey. Hey. And Betty is reading the story. And she's like, hey, Jughead, this is a great complication. And then Kevin comes in the same way he did in the story uh-huh. and says, hey, Honey wants to see you, Betty and Jughead. And so they get up, leave all their stuff and leave. huh. So They go into Honey's office and Charles is there. And Honey says, hey, I got this video. It was left here at the school. And so they're watching this video and it's a voyeur video. And it starts out as just a video of the outside of the school, but then it's... The inside of the school. And whoever took this video got every inch of the school. And they're like, well, what is this? Is this a warning or a threat? And Charles is like, maybe?
1: Mm. I don't
0: I don't know. It could be. Honey says, well, then I have no choice but to cancel prom and all extracurricular activities. Will you tell your friends why I call your parents? To which Jughead's about to pop off. And Betty just goes, she's about to pop off too. But she, she composes herself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then she pushes <laughs> Jughead out and she leaves. Charles grabs the tape and they all go to the blue and gold. They're like, this feels like backtracking. And so they're talking about how they feel like their perp has moved on to reenactments, not just the voyeur tapes, but the public doesn't know that. So if somebody was trying to copycat, they would do just what Honey did. And they think Honey did this. And so they're talking about that. And he's like, okay, Jughead, you have to finish your story. I will watch the tape and see if we can we can figure out some proof that Honey did it. Because Charles says, like, unless you have proof, like, he's well within his rights to cancel prom. Which, again, I like that Charles is also the one saying, like, he's like he's right. Like, unless we can find proof, he can do this. I know where you're headed. Yeah,
1: and I know that you have extra information that I don't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that line from Charles, mm-hmm. the way he gives that line, is so suspicious. What line? Honey asked for clarification mm-hmm. of you know, could this be considered a warning? Mm -hmm. Charles goes, I mean, you could interpret it that way, yes. Like, he's almost annoyed at that
0: suggestion.
1: Yes. That's fucking suspicious as hell to me.
0: Yes, but I think it's because he knows what Honey's doing. It's maybe a little bit of that. I I think that's what's going on. But I
1: think it's also being pissed that somebody's trying to- not take care of your murder tapes because I'm pretty sure he's behind this.
0: Oh, I I'm not against that at all. Yeah, like I Charles is probably our big big bad. Oh, he's gotta. He's be. our sleeper big bad. New Black Hood. No, we want to make Betty into the Black Hood. Like we want to activate those serial killer genes.
1: Sure, because that exists and is real.
0: Whatever. Uh, we go back into the story and Reggie is freaking out. He's in the locker room. Other guys are talking about Honey being a total weirdo because he's missing. Reggie just goes like, you know, they found his glasses, but Honey will never be found. And Archie sees him and starts yelling at him. It's Like, you have to shut up, Reggie. You have to shut up, Reggie. And so then we cut to Betty at the FBI office. She's reviewing the tape and she's watching and she's watching and they're ordering Chinese food. And she sees a reflection in the tape. They pause it. They see it's Honey. Honey's reflection in, like, the trophy case. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see Betty's very creepy face. So she's so excited that she's caught him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, she's getting all, Very much the way Jughead's face has been while he's writing this story.
1: Like, it could be Dark Betty. I think this is just more, look, another evildoer in this town. We got to nail him. Mm. Without realizing that they've kind of driven Honey to this point.
0: I don't know about that. We cut to Honey's office. Charles, Betty, and Jughead are there, and they give him a screen grab of the video. And they're like, Isn't this you? Honey's just like, I've been trying to protect you. I've been trying to help you. I was trying to prepare you for a life outside of Riverdale. And Jughead and Betty are just like, Don't mess with us in our own town. And it's just, they're just like, basically, fuck you, dude. It's like, they're not wrong, but like, yeah.
1: I don't want to just paint Honey with a broad brush as. Innocent, because, Mm -hmm. again, I don't have all the information. I don't know what they planned for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. That being said, the way that this episode ends, in some ways he's vindicated. And it feels like what happened here is, yes, he takes discipline way too seriously. He takes it so far that it's off the charts bad. Mm -hmm. Their their absolute horribleness
0: Mm -hmm.
1: pushes him to this point.
0: I think there's another thing that we could also take away from this whole thing that we can talk about when we get to the end. Fair. So, Betty and Jughead are walking down the hallway. They're talking about Honey. And they're like, you know, maybe he was bullied or uh, when he was in high school, you know, like, they're trying to figure out, like, why was he this way? Like, maybe he should have had verbal sessions like the rest of us. Hmm. Betty asks, how's your story? And is like, great. Reggie just died. <laughs> And so we cut to into the story. Why did Reggie have to die? <laughs> and she's just saying it as like, oh, why that? Yeah. And so we see this memorial at Reggie's locker, and then Cheryl's crying so hysterically in the music room, and then all the the rest of the group is in there, and we find out that they cut Reggie's breaks.
1: <laughs> it's so fucking creepy.
0: But then Betty tells Veronica, "What are you talking about, Veronica?" we didn't cut his brakes. Reggie never took care of that car and it finally caught up with him. <sighs> and the way Betty and Jughead say that, they get very brainwashed sounding and they start to do this little head tilt thing. And that's important because it comes back later.
1: Oh boy.
0: Yeah. And then Archie gets in on this too. And Veronica says like, Archie, I knew you know Jughead and Betty had a, a dark streak, but when did you go all dark? And then... And Jughead's like, come on, Veronica, we're all monsters. That includes you. The only question is, are we going to be monsters in college or jail? So then we cut to the blue and gold. And Betty's Betty's reading the story. She's like, so we're monsters. <laughs> and is like, I'm going to change the names before I submit it. And Betty's like, so what happens? And then Kevin interrupts them again and says, dead man walking hallway now. Yep. So they go out into the hallway and Honey's, you know, got all his stuff, Miss bell is taking down his portrait and the kids are all standing in front of the trophy case and honey tells the kids that he stands by what he did and he's like what goes on here is not normal and but he's like well it's normal to us which is why we had to stop you and honey's just like look i saw the writing on the wall a couple days ago i already lined up a new gig i'm stonewall prep's new headmaster and uh my paycheck just tripled so he's just like peace (laughs) y'all which i do love i do love that he's just like y'all think you got the best of me but you didn't
1: it is continuing escalation on both sides. True. And it's just like you sit there and you go, this guy had every right to try to institute discipline that way. Mm-hmm. But there also is a limit to how far you can go before you have to start changing tactics. Mm-hmm. And like he clearly could not adapt.
0: Mm-hmm. So we go over to the doghouse.
1: Hey.
0: hey. So they're all talking about it. And Archie's just like, screw Mr. Honey, he sucks. <laughs> And then Miss Bell comes in and she's just like, y'all don't understand what y'all have done.
1: I love this sequence.
0: Yeah. She's like, okay, y'all really don't know what he's done. Like, nope. I've, I've outlasted a ton of headmasters and by far the best one we've ever had was Mr. Honey. She's like, since he's been here, he helped six low-income students get full scholarships to college. The average GPA is higher than it's been in decades. More seniors are going to college than there have been since 1956 and no student has died on his watch. <laughs> she does that as a
1: throwaway and no students have died on his watch. Like but, come on. Which I think it is throwaway
0: line but it's really funny. It's so good it's so because great. it's like yeah, no one died at Riverdale High. No. And She's like, and his last action was to have me mail this, but I don't think I will. You should read it. And she hands this letter to Jughead. like, to really understand the gravity of your actions. Oh, no. And they're like, Jughead, what is it? He goes, it's a letter from him to the University of Iowa. Uh Uh-huh. And like, you know what kind of letter it's going to be. You know. Oh, of course. You know what it's going to be.
1: Ah, twist the knife (laughs) in their hearts.
0: So we go to the Knott Cooper house and- uh, Betty's making food and Jughead's got the letter and she's just like, are you going to read it? Like, what is it? And so Jughead opens it and, and she's like, okay, like, was he trying to screw you over? And Jughead starts freaking out. He's like, I have to change it. I have to fix it. And he runs upstairs to his computer.
1: A horror movie rack focus. him. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then we get this. I love that they, they said this line, the problem with thinking that you have all the answers is that it blinds you to the truth that is right in front of you.
1: Okay. I want to throw this out there. It is huh. a little bit wild-brained, and I don't know that this theory holds water. Okay. There's something for me in the idea that Charles, in his monitoring, mm-hmm. is starting to replay Jug's stories. Mm-hmm. And long game-wise, this horror movie moment mm-hmm. is him realizing, holy shit, that's what's connecting all these videos.
0: No. Okay. Because he changes his story. Yeah. He faces it. They don't kill Honey. They do what's right. Yeah. And then in the show, Honey, quote unquote, Honey gets killed. So his computer is being monitored, but he fixes the story. Jughead fixes the story. So what gets sent to Iowa is the fixed story. Yes. What Charles would have read, or the other person that I'm going to drop would have read, the original story is Honey getting murdered. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Yeah. So that, this moment, Jughead doesn't have that moment. Hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't feel like that's there. I, I just don't. Because the narration is unreliable. That's fair. Like we've, like now that we've gone through all the Stonewall stuff, we know that the, the narration is, un, is completely unreliable. Yeah. We can't, that doesn't really hold water long term. But I like that that's explaining like something that is happening to the character. Like, they're realizing that they they operate from this place that what I know is right, is is absolute, and that is blinding you to allowing new information to change your opinion. That's the exact same thing that happened with Ethel. He had decided he knew something about Ethel, and that was the truth, and it was blinding him from pursuing what would get him more information. So I like that. This is this is consistent. Yeah, yeah, you're so, right. So so that's where I like that this is happening.
1: Okay, that's fair.
0: Yeah, and same thing with like Betty and all like all of them really. This is what's what's occurring. He goes to his computer and he starts changing the story. And so in the story, we go back to when Archie and Veronica find Honey turned over. They decide to call 911 and give him CPR. They take him to the hospital. And so when they get to the hospital, the rest of the kids show up and they're so pissed and they're like, What'd you do? And like we, we kept a man from dying and like we just told him the truth. A stupid prank got out of hand and like, what did you do? Like, why like do you know what you've done now is like, we could have been murderers. And Betty in the story says, that would have been better than what comes next. And Veronica says, you don't mean that, Betty. And so then we cut back to Betty's room. And Betty has been reading the story. She looks at Jughead. She's like, what made you rewrite it? And Jack says, you know, I've been I've been thinking. I've been reveling in the sickness of this town and the suffering of another person. Which is true. Jughead was really getting off on this. Yeah. He was enjoying it way too much. And so was Betty. And everybody was. Everybody was. And Betty's like, no, it was his letter. It was this letter from from Honey. And Jellybean pops in. She says, hey. And they're like, oh, hey, Jellybean. It's not a good time. Yeah. Which every time Jellybean has shown up this season, that is what the response has been to her. Hey, we can't talk to you right now. Hey, you should go away. Every single time. Yeah. Okay. And she's like, okay, but um, here, this video is on the front porch for you. Here you go. Okay. Here's the video. So they go watch it. And it's a, just a static shot, but it's of a cabin. So like, hey, I know where that is. That's that's where Hermione was having the affair with Minetta. That's where she shot Mineta. Yep. Okay. So they go to the cabin and it's gross and it's creepy. And inside, like there's a sheet that's been put up and a projector, like the one that was at the Bijou, the drive-in, but there's no film in it. But then they turn around and there's a camera and a VCR. So they turn it on. And the video is Honey's office. And then there's a person in a chair dressed like honey with a mask on and it has a a name tag on it that says honey and then six kids that are dressed like the main six all in masks all wearing similar clothes to what they were wearing in the story that we've seen play out kill the person in the chair they all stab him and they do actually stab him. whoever's in that chair is killed there's wounds all over there's wounds and as we're watching this video we hear honey reading the letter to io which is very complimentary and it's just the glowing like like jughead would be perfect for your your program yep and at the end of the video all of the kids turn around and they're all holding their knife and they head tilt at the camera mm-hmm. riverdale creepy fuck oh yeah and do not tell me they will not be selling those masks this halloween <laughs> uh. and i will be buying them I'm so fucking buying one because creepy and awesome at the same time. It's pretty great. Okay. So many things to talk about. So before we talk about some of the interviews and like the stuff that they talked about, like should have happened at the end of the season and like future stuff, we're gonna say goodbye here. We're gonna have a little music like we would for the next time on. Because there's no next time one. There's no next time one because this is the finale. So if you've been listening to us, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. We love to hate this show. And kind of love this show this season. (laughs) This season has been so bizarre because it's been so good. So we're definitely coming back for season five. We will not be covering the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I'm sorry that show got really bad really, really fast. And it's just (laughs) um, there are other things we would rather be doing with our time. So we're not going to be doing that. If you want to keep tabs on the other projects that we are doing, you can find us at Macintosh and Mod. Mm -hmm. And then me personally, you can find me at Modcaster, M-A-U-D-C-A-S-T-E-R. And
1: you can find me at Big Mac and Pod, Big
0: M-A-C-I-N-P-O-D. Yeah. And so, yeah, you can hear us tweeting about all of our different projects and fun stuff, and we we'll tweet back at you and mm-hmm. yeah. So let's talk some spoilers. OK.
1: OK, TV genius.
0: OK. Charles has to do with these videos in some way.
1: That's the signal that I've been given from the end of this episode with no other context.
0: that's okay. so I have there's oh, there's a few things. And there's one thing that I think is a red herring, but I think it's important to point out every time that Jughead left in public with his story and he left it out, Kevin was there. If Betty is being monitored by Charles, which we know is a fact because we've seen it on screen, Jughead is being monitored by Charles as well. There's no way he's not. Of course. okay. That's just, that would be stupid. But in order, because it's going to get, it's going to show up at some point, I just know it. I feel like we need to pay attention to the fact that every time when Betty got called up by Kevin, they left all their shit in the doghouse. Kevin was there. When they got called out from the blue and gold, they left their shit there and Kevin was there. And they had the story. Kevin had access to the story. That is important.
1: I wish... (sighs) I just desperately don't want Kevin to be pulled into another bullshit side like
0: that. 100% agree. However, trauma props. <laughs> also, that's another way to bring back the Griffins and Gargoyles farmy plot thing with the sleeper agent stuff because Kevin was a farmy and my other big thing that I just feel is going to be 100% involved, Jelly Bean is in that video. Oh, boy. She played Griffins and Gargoyles.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she did.
0: So there is a possibility she has had a little bit of brain, some light brainwashing. (laughs) We have also talked about the fact that those videos are brainwashing primers, that by watching the tape of your videos, that that is priming you to be brainwashed. It turned out that Betty's brainwashing was from the farm. But it could actually be that Charles took that farm brainwashing technology and put it into the videotapes, which would be amazing.
1: Yeah, why are we doing four hours on end of this? It's subliminal messaging.
0: Totally, which would be awesome.
1: Yeah, that would make a ton of sense, honestly.
0: And that would be a great way to be like, no, it was the farm that did it. It's not these videos that we're all watching.
1: Well, why is Chick involved?
0: That's the other thing is that we know Charles is involved with Chick. Uh-huh. That's could have been where Charles... Learn some of it. And also, you know, he's talked to Evelyn. He's in cahoots with all of them. Wait, Chick is not involved in the farm. No, but Sorry. I mean, in terms Sorry, of- I'm, the- I'm getting all of the conspiracy shit confused, but that's where we get all these different fucking layers.
1: But Chick knows all the fucking dirt about the murders.
0: Oh, yeah. But like the shady man?
1: So he would know how to recreate these scenarios.
0: He would know. Uh, he knows a lot of dirt on Riverdale. And he and Charles are They're close. involved in some way. Uh-huh. I think that's what's going on. I think the tapes are definitely being used as primers for people. And I think some videos are primers and some of them are absolutely not. So you have interesting tidbits, though. Um, I have a few. RIS did an interview, which is mostly annoying. Some of which is like, what was the finale supposed to be? What was the end of the season supposed to be? What well, was supposed to be prom? Smart. And they had actually filmed a lot of episode twenty but they hadn't filmed some big set pieces so they couldn't use it. Yeah. So that's when they got shut down. And so they're like, okay, well, it's going to be this episode instead. What they have decided is that the three episodes that they had written are going to be the beginning of season five. Good. That's been decided. They are currently writing season five. Uh, They're doing it all remotely with Zoom. They don't think that production's going to resume until July because all of the parameters for filming are going to be much stricter and different. So like, going to be a lot fewer people are going to be allowed on set so like they may not be able to have as many people on a scene at a given time as many people on on set so that's just that's just going to change what you're capable of doing which hey you know what boundaries can make for a lot more uh creative juice so
1: restrictions make good creativity they can they just do they
0: really can so that's just interesting we have no idea when the show is coming back usually it's october they said, oh, well, we'll see you next year. And a lot of people freaked out that we weren't going to get season five until 2021. It could be 2021. It could also just be November.
1: Yeah. It, everything is up in the air right now. Like, there's just no way of knowing. Yeah. we t- Nobody knows nothing. So until we feel like certain things are back to normal, we won't have any idea.
0: So there's that. FP and Hermione are not being killed off. But they are going to be done after the season five episodes. But they are intended to come back periodically. So they will be expected to come back for those three episodes if their characters are in them. Yeah. And they will come back in the show if needed.
1: And I think that's good. That's saying mm-hmm. we're not renewing you as series regulars. Mm-hmm. But, you know, well, we might need you back. Well, here's the
0: thing. It's been made very clear by Ski Ulrich that he's leaving. He- it was his choice. He's leaving. Yeah. And part of the reason he's leaving is because they're making a five-year time jump. Thank Jesus. They're making a five-year time jump. And part of the reason they're doing that is because that's what they did on Katie Keene. (laughs) Kevin Keller has already shown up in that show. In that show, he is the Riverdale drama teacher. Uh yeah. (laughs) Uh Yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah, that's precious, isn't it? So that's a thing. Okay. Okay, fine. I'm fine with that. Making a five-year time jump, that's actually amazing for this cast, and it worked really, really well on One Tree Hill. I haven't seen all of One Tree Hill, but I saw like two seasons past that, and I was like, oh man, this was a great decision. And when you have a cast that is trying to do film, it really helps them to be like, okay, I'm no longer playing... Uh, 17 year old when I'm 22. <laughs> I can be 20. I can be 24 playing 22. I can work with that.
1: Co- Cole Sprouse deserves to be a grown up, y'all.
0: So does Vanessa Morgan because she's older than him. Yeah, I mean they're they're great actors. They all do. But I understand you you're in this suspended adolescence, and then when you get out of the show, you're kind of screwed. Also, that means they can push
1: those boundaries a little bit more. Yeah,
0: you can have some more adult storylines, and it's not creepy. Yes. It's not, uh, yeah. So that's fine. So, yeah. So that was the plan, which, again, I think it's cool. We're going to, if we're going to come back from back to season five, we're going to get those three episodes. We're going to have prom and then we jump. That's a great way to start a season. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because the other thing that was going to happen at prom is that Jughead and Veronica were going to find out about Betty and Archie.
1: Of course they are,
0: which I love. They do need to find out. There needs to be some consequences. And apparently, shit's going to get bad for. Veronica and Archie, they're going to have to deal with some stuff, Oh, which I love. And Arias did say that Betty and Jughead are going to have a very serious conversation about their relationship because they're going to different schools. Yeah. So yeah, so that's fine. Whatever. Who cares? And that's my other reason for loving a time jump because then you can separate all of them and it makes sense. Nobody has to be on shitty terms and you can come back and they're all adults and it's fine.
1: They can be on shitty terms when they leave.
0: Yeah. They can be shitty terms when they leave. They can come back and it can be like awkward, but like... You've reconciled, or like you know, we're cool now. It's fine. We're just neutral. We're neutral, and we're just coming back to town now.
1: My biggest hope is that Jughead comes back solely in love with hamburgers.
0: Yeah, like
1: please yeah, do. Please let him
0: come back and be like, you know what? I, if I couldn't make it with Betty, I can't make it with anyone. So I'm just just me and this, uh, me and these hamburgers and my dog hot dog. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh-huh. That's, that's all I want in life. Please do it.
1: He's like <laughs> he's not going to get involved in any bullshit. And then they drag him back in. I'm fine with that. Oh, i would be so good. I'm
0: fine with that. So that would be great. But then RIS had to open his big fucking mouth. Now, after the much publicized time jump, he said, "Now I don't know if I want to even do that because the kids staying in high school is so iconic to the brand. What? Mm-hmm. What? So that means he's going to make Archie teach football. Okay, whatever. Which it just goes, okay, then you should have 90210'd them. which i've been fucking saying since season goddamn one you have to make a decision you're either going to keep them in school longer and make the school only with them in high school and end when they graduate but no you forced them through high school fast but yeah this the show is iconic with them in high school but you made a choice so flunk them or move them along or are you going to try to do a Felicity reset? Because that didn't do too well for Felicity, okay? i, I sorry. Think- I've, been, I've been watching CW for a long ass time, okay? Back when it was the WB, all right?
1: I feel like cooler heads will prevail. I don't know. I feel like the writer's room will turn on him and be like, dude, mm. we have a plan.
0: Well, and the other thing is, if they don't stick with the five-year time jump, then he's made it very clear. He wants more crossovers with Katie Keane, which is great. It's perfect for Katie Keene, which they're five years in the future. If you don't do that, then you can't do it. If you don't if you don't jump, you can't do it.
1: What I could see is him doing a five year time jump, but they're all in Riverdale.
0: Well, they're all going to be in Riverdale. Yeah. I just I just I don't want them all teaching in Riverdale. It, at Riverdale You're gonna you're gonna have one of them be a teacher, and that's probably gonna be Archie teaching football. Along with Kevin. And Kevin, that's fine too. I'm fine with that. And Betty, you know, being a you know, she can be the librarian or the, <laughs> or the shop teacher or whatever. I don't care. Betty's probably, she's she's running the blue and gold or she's the principal. Betty'd be a great principal. She'd be too young. But still, it'd be fine.
1: But what is she going to yell for? See- Criminology. I, here's what I think. Yeah. Betty, well, Betty could be sheriff.
0: Police, law. deputy. Deputy Betty.
1: Sheriff Betty Cooper.
0: <laughs> uh, That'd be pretty deputy, awesome. Deputy Nancy Drew. <laughs> Betty Drew.
1: Jughead, I could see- being a now somewhat famous writer coming
0: back, I could see him. No, I could see him like flunking out of Iowa. That too, and then come back and like working in a shop. And yeah. then Veronica. Uh, I don't know. She has to come back. Daddykins is sick.
1: Mm, daddy, daddy,
0: Daddykins. daddy, 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 daddy. I just yeah. I just can't write. Write
1: good. Write it good.
0: Do what you did this last time and really look at the pieces you have on the board. Like, what's going to tell the best story? And you've already made that
1: plan. We told you.
0: Listen to us. I mean, I don't even know what the plan is for next year. And like, I'm cool. Like, I'm cool with five-year time jump. I think that's great. You could Because you can still flash back to high school and it makes total sense. And you can have fun with it. And like, you can play with them not getting along. Or you could even, we could flash five years in the future. And Betty and Archie are fully together. Like they both came back and they were just fully together. And Archie went to the naval academy and he came home and he decided he was gonna. He just wanted to. He wanted to stay in Riverdale for a while. Yeah, that's it. And that's great. Who knows? And that would be cool. And then Veronica comes home and things get awkward. Ooh. And then Jughead comes home and things get even more awkward.
1: Yeah. Although, like I said, Jughead and hamburgers just just do Jughead it.
0: and hamburgers. Uh, that's the season. That's the season, y'all.